0: to episode three, of power bombs and positivity. Um, I know it's been a long time since our last episode, and uh, you know if you're new to the show, I guess well, I guess everyone's new to the show. We're only three episodes in. Um, thanks for checking us out. Uh, if you were listening to the past couple episodes and. You came back. Thank you. You know, I wanted to uh, talk about why, you know, we kind of took a bit of a break. You know, um, this is a professional wrestling podcast, but it's also a mental health podcast. And uh, to be honest, uh, my mental health hasn't been super great lately. Um, You know, between working in healthcare during a global pandemic uh, and being a student and trying to balance everything Um, you know it's when we try to balance everything that things become the most unbalanced and I just needed a break so kinda had to hang out for a second and just kinda catch my breath a little bit and uh you know it's funny it's you spend a lot of time sketching ideas for shows and taking notes and trying to figure out you know episode ideas and what you want to do and uh you just don't end up doing them for whatever reason you know it's uh it's hard But, you know, um, thought I'd give it another shot. thought that there was a lot of cool stuff going on this week that warranted doing an episode. And, uh, thought, what the heck, let's, let's go for it. Anyway, that's, uh, (laughs) that's enough about me and, uh, my stuff. Let's, uh. Let's get back to why we're here and let's talk about some pro wrestling. All right, so in no particular order, uh, we're going to start with uh, Josh Barnett's Bloodsport 7 presented by GCW. Uh, this happened on Friday, October 22nd in LA. Uh, full disclosure. Uh, I know nothing of MMA. Uh, well, I shouldn't say nothing, but um, very limited in, in scope. Um, it's just one of those things. I I, I get why people like it. I uh, I never I never got it. I just I don't. But man, I love these bloodsport shows. Um, there's just something fun about them. I I love technical wrestling um, I love chain wrestling grappling um, and this combines everything I love about you know that particular style of pro wrestling with that atmosphere of a you know real fight uh, you know the blood sport shows have always been entertaining but um, you know, I, I have been watching them since the second one. So the first Josh Barnett's Bloodsport. Um, I remember hearing about the original uh, back when it was Matt Riddle's Bloodsport and uh, didn't have an avenue to watch it. So when the second one came about, I was like, okay, this is uh, something I need to check out so I haven't missed one since and uh, you know, these are always good shows. These are always, um, interesting because they, they highlight, uh, one, they highlight a different style. Uh, two, they highlight, uh, putting somebody in a new environment that you wouldn't necessarily expect them to succeed in. Um, and that kind of, you know, adds new dimension to a character. So, we're just going to run by the matches here. Uh, there were 10 on the card. Um, but, you know, that being said, even though there were 10 matches on the card, uh, they never really uh, dragged, you know. They just kind of kept going. The the pace was super fast-paced. It just kept coming. Um, you know, the matches... You know, some were shorter than others, obviously, and that kind of helped keep the pace uh, going. But um, they, uh, you know, make it so you know, you're always engaged, and and that's crucial when you're looking at a card uh, with this many matches. So, you know, uh, the show opened up with the ceremony. Of all the fighters walking to the ring. Um, really cool. Just a cool visual. It kind of gives that, you know, that air of a uh, legit, uh, you know, competition. You know, kind of that uh, parade of champions kind of feel to it. Uh, for the main event, what they kept hyping uh, Chris Dickinson and Minoru Suzuki. Uh, Dickinson took the opportunity to kind of you know set up his match and uh, had a bit of a a pull apart uh, between him and Suzuki with all the other fighters so that was just a a cool you know cool visual Um, first match i i I don't know if you would call it a uh, preliminary fight but it kind of was because neither competitor were on the parade of champions but it was uh, Starboy Charlie and Yo-Ya. Uh, Yo-Ya uh, beat Starboy Charlie uh, by knockout. Uh, this was cool. Um, Starboy Charlie is someone t- that's been, you know, featured a lot on GCW shows as of late. Uh, he's a Bay Area guy, so you know I've seen this guy. Uh, bunch of times through you know promotions in the area my hometown um, so seeing him rise in uh, you know a bigger scale is a lot of fun you know uh, so seeing him this is what I was talking about it's about seeing somebody that you've seen before but seeing them in a new environment um, Yoya I don't know a ton of uh, but I've seen him on the last few uh, are excuse me, GCW shows, and he's been impressive. So the main story here was a uh, uh, someone with a grappling background um, in Yoya against uh, someone with a uh, more of a strike background with Starboy, um, and in the end, uh, Yoya wins uh, by knockout, uh, which is. Not what I was expecting, um, but it was still pretty cool. Uh, the next match was uh, Zeta Zhang versus KZT. Uh, this one was fun. Uh, Zeta Zhang uh, off of her NXT run, uh, so this was kind of her you know, dipping her toes in back in the independence, back in and you know, this non WWE environment. Uh, Going up against KZT, uh, who was at the last Bloodsport, um, so it was kind of cool. Again, this was uh, striker against grappler, uh, <laughs> and the striker won by submission. So you know, kind of interesting. In, in both matches, the winners uh, were counterintuitive to their styles. But what are you going to do? This was still uh, a lot of fun. Um, Zeta had this brutal streak that was really cool. Uh, third match was Clark Connors against Royce Isaacs. Um, this, oh, this was cool. This was, uh, you know, blood sport. you know, they don't really tell in ring stories a whole lot, but um, this was definitely, you know, a story to be told with uh, uh, Isaacs and Connors. Um, Connors, of course, being uh, part of the New Japan Dojo system, uh, no longer a young boy, uh, now a full roster member, uh, and then Royce Isaacs. You know, Royce Isaacs is one of those guys that every time I see something of his, every time you know I, I see another match, I, I get to be more of a fan. Um, you know, when I saw him in NWA, you know, I was like, okay, this this guy's got something. Uh, let's see what happens, and then seeing him with you know the New Japan U.S. system with the West Coast Wrecking Crew. Um, In other promotions, uh, you know, kind of makes it fun to uh, you know see where he's gonna go. So this was uh, Clark Connors winning by submission. So you know that was uh, that was a big win. That was a good match. Uh, Definitely uh, one of my favorites on the card itself. So you know check that one out. Uh, Match four was Eric Hammer against Bad Dude Tito. This one was uh, this one was interesting. Uh, not the most technical of matches. This was uh, just something uh, this was just another one of those you know and there was another one on the card, but this was <clears throat> This was you know, two big dudes beating the heck out of each other. And sometimes, man, that's uh, that's all you want. Uh, Eric Hammer gets the win by submission, and uh, you know uh, I don't know much about Eric Hammer, but uh, every time I've seen him so far in Bloodsport, it does make me want to go out and see more. So you know that's what's so cool about these shows is it kind of. Allows you to see new uh, new wrestlers and you know want to see more of their stuff. So, uh, match five, Marina Shafir against Masha Slamovich. Oh, this this was this was a lot of fun, man. This was um, I, I think and kind of like the the second match. Um, this was someone that was in NXT. And wanted to show off a little bit. You know, uh, Schaefer has that legit background and I feel like she didn't get an opportunity to really show off what she could do in NXT. You know, she was tied with uh, the, you know, four horsewomen of MMA and uh, Did a lot of stuff with Shayna Baszler and uh, Jessamine Duke, but outside of that, as a singles act, never really had that that opportunity to really kind of move forward. Um, So I think this was kind of the coming out party, so to speak. This was that, hey, you didn't let me do stuff. You didn't give me an opportunity. Uh, I'm going to show you why that was a mistake and uh you know going up against somebody like Masha Slamovich who uh is absolutely phenomenal someone that just keeps popping up on all these independent promotions and every time I see her you know she's definitely someone to watch she's definitely somebody to keep an eye out for and you know she was a fantastic opponent for Marina to get that point across so you know this was by no means a squash match at all uh, but in the end it was marina's technical ability that uh, you know proved to be the X factor here and then after the match uh, Zeta Zhang came out and challenged her her challenged marina to uh, a match down the line uh, kind of a We both have the same, or we both came from the same place. We both got let go. Let's show them why that was a mistake. So, uh, I don't know if that's going to happen at the next Bloodsport, but if it does, sign me up, man, because that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Okay, match number six. Oh boy, this was the Battle of the Super Heavyweights. This was J.R. Kratos against Calvin Tankman, you know, kind of like the uh, Hammer Tito match. Uh, This was just two big dudes fighting. Uh, (laughs) What was surprising about this one though, is there actually was a lot more technical uh, moves. more of a uh, technical background in this one than uh, than I expected you know I expected um, just slugfests and in you know there (laughs) was that please do not doubt me for a second there was plenty of hard brutal strikes but um, there was a lot more map based stuff than I was expecting between the two so, uh, you know, between these st- giant, giant human beings going at it like this, it, it's a testament to both of their abilities. Uh, you know, I, gosh, I, I can't tell you how many times I've seen Kratos live. Um, he is legit terrifying. And, uh, you know, Tankman... You know, I I've been impressed with Tankman uh for the last couple of years and seeing him ascend to uh to MLW uh, has been a lot of fun to watch and uh you know I wish mm-hmm. that, you know, he gets you know, more eyes on him because, you know, he is A very large man but uh, he is quite agile and and having that mix of power and uh, and agility you know uh, can help set him apart from other uh, you know super heavyweights so this was really fun Uh, Kratos does get the win by knockout Um, big big knockout (laughs) It was uh, uh, something to be seen. It was a brutal, brutal knee strike that led up to the uh, the finish that was, like, gut-wrenching. So definitely check that out. Uh, match 7, Filthy Tom Lawler against Alex Coughlin. And uh, this, you know, like I say, Bloodsport doesn't really run a whole lot uh, of storyline, but this... Uh, this did. Lawler kind of running rush over the New Japan Young Lions, uh, having him, you know, in this case, he was mocking uh, the Young Lions system with, you know, he had his black trunks, he had his his one knee brace, he had his black boots, he, he, you know, was dressing as a New Japan Young Lion. which, you know, plays to Tom Lawler's background as just someone who just likes to mess with people, which you know I can respect that, um, which you know makes it a lot of fun. Uh, um, you know, C- Coglin, <laughs> man, C- Coglin still like he looks like a million bucks, but he has this awesome cop stash that you know you just look at him, you're like, this guy kind of looks like a narc, but. <laughs> You know, um, kidding aside, you know he is absolutely tremendous, and in this particular match, you had the kind of scummy veteran against the against the rising star, I guess, in Alex Cogman. Um, so in the end, it was just a matter of the young upstart getting caught. By the uh, by, the veteran. So yeah, this was this was cool. Um, this was just one of those, uh, you know, when when I think about what Bloodsport is and you know tries to be, uh, filthy Tom Lawler really fits that that niche of you know he has that legit background he has the the name value but he's also evolved into a heck of a pro wrestler so you know he is definitely someone that you know I enjoy watching and he is definitely someone that can help bridge that gap between the pro wrestling fan and the MMA fan so that's uh... that's tricky so good good for him for being able to pull that off you know, he does get the win by submission um, so you know, definitely a fun fun match, I, I enjoyed it uh... match eight Davey Richards, the American Wolf Davey Richards against Yuya Yurimura uh... A kind of similar uh, vein from the uh, previous match of the you know the veteran in this case the not so scummy veteran but just the the veteran um, kind of outclassing the the rookie you know uh, yuya'm I'm, I'm glad he's doing his uh, excursion in the states and I'm really glad he's doing it at the LA dojo uh, this gives him so many opportunities And and so many different styles That he can work, you know uh, being in LA kind of gives him that ability to kind of Get a sampler almost of what all uh, if you think of the excursion as an opportunity to learn or pick up a new style uh, being in LA and having that access to so many different promotions and so many different styles you know uh, he's by the time he comes back to Japan full-time he's going to have a ton of experience and a ton of different styles, and that's just going to make him an all around great wrestler upon his return. Uh, I see big things for him when that happens. And, uh, you know, I, he's, you know, when looking at the next generation of New Japan stars, uh, you got to circle him, right? He's got to be someone that you're going to keep on your list because he is going to be a big deal. Now for Davy Richards, uh, first off, I'm just glad he's back. You know, he, I know he's been gone for what they say three years, but it feels longer. Um, <laughs> feels a lot longer. And having him back full time, uh, anywhere really, has has been great. He brings a style and an energy. That you just you know you can't you really can't duplicate. You know, Davy Richards is one of those guys who's you know has that ability to just you know make you, you know, pay attention. <laughs> he he's that you know his his style is super believable. It's very much that that high impact, uh, but also very, very good ground game, you know of a Brian Danielson um, kind of in that in that vein and uh, you know seeing him back uh, does my heart good. you know he he was a mainstay in Ring of Honor uh, when I r- really, Really got back in Ring of Honor, um, all those years ago. So, uh, seeing him doing what he's doing, and more importantly, seeing that he's having fun, that that makes me happy to see that. So, you know, good for him. Welcome back, Davey Richards. Uh, hopefully, you do a lot more blood sports, man, because you fit like a glove in this promotion so our semi main event was josh barnett against tiger ruas Uh, the war master josh barnett does get the win by submission uh this was this was fun i wasn't i don't know what i was expecting for this one um you know i've seen plenty of josh barnett in in prior blood sports and uh, other promotions of course you know he does have that ufc background um, and so again much like filthy tom he does kind of bridge that gap between the two worlds um, but i wasn't quite sure what i was expecting for this particular match uh, for tiger you know coming from evolve and coming from that nxt system uh, you know, I, I think much like the others, he had something he wanted to prove. And this was an opportunity. And, uh, you know, even though Barnett did get the win by submission, uh, Tiger looked fantastic. Tiger looked, uh, one, he looked like he was having fun. And, two, he looked absolutely legitimate. So, you know... Where this goes from here with him, I don't know. But if, uh, if he does wind up somewhere, then great. Anything, think any roster would, uh, do well to, uh, to pick him up on a full-time basis. So, you know, uh, for the next Bloodsport, I don't know what Josh Barnett has planned. But, um, you know, he always has the ability to, uh, find creative and different opponents uh, for his matches so we'll see what happens next uh, match number 10 that's right guys I said 10 was Minoru Suzuki <laughs> against Chris Dickinson and man I I loved this I think well I don't think I, I know I put this on my uh, match of the year scorecard Uh, I loved everything about this Um, this was one of those matches that when you hear about you know that you have to do whatever you gotta do to watch this match and I'm saying that right now go out of your way and watch this match this was everything I loved in pro wrestling wrapped up in one fight you know uh, Dickinson. Dickinson's a star. Um, I I wish more people knew that. He he is entertaining as heck. He is a massive human being, and just brings that high energy that you know is infectious. It is that. You know when he's in the ring doing his stuff you're gonna pay attention because it's so captivating and then Suzuki will Suzuki Suzuki right Suzuki is you know, he is the king of pro wrestling and you know he's he's done Bloodsport a few times he was on that first one he was on the second one I think <laughs> whatever I'll look that up later but you know seeing him and this kind of uh, you know, US tour you know with the G1 going on uh, He was in the States, so you know watching him pop up in all these different promotions um, everywhere from AEW to uh, <laughs> independence like West Coast Pro and uh, GCW Bloodsport and JCW proper and, you know, heck, he's gonna be popping up in Impact soon, too, so you know, this streak of Minoru Suzuki kind of being pro-wrestling's boogeyman, you know, you don't know where he's gonna pop up, you don't know when, you just know that when he does something bad's gonna happen. And, uh, I love that. This Minoru Suzuki was one of the reasons I fell in love uh, with New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, that is one of the reasons I fell in love with Japanese Pro Wrestling period so I will always be stoked uh, to watch a Suzuki match uh, you know even at his age he does not slow down he is just as intense now as he was 10 years ago, you know? <laughs> I think that actually makes him scarier because, uh, well, he's a terrifying human being. Um, so he does beat Dickinson uh, by submission, but, you know, this was one of those uh, events where even though you lose, you still come out looking like an absolute star, and that's what Dickinson did. So, You know, good for him. Um, Again, he's one that I enjoy watching, so see what happens next with him. Uh, All in all, this was a fantastic show. Uh, I'm real curious to see what they'd wind up doing for Bloodsport 8 if they do one, but I'm, you know, confident they will. Um, So if you can. Uh, Definitely check this out. Uh, This was on Fight TV, so you can catch a replay of that anytime. So yeah, go out of your way and watch this show if you enjoy, uh, well, the more, I guess I'd say the less, the less uh, theatrical elements of pro wrestling and the more competitive. Uh, Definitely uh, something I enjoyed, and uh, definitely check it out. All right, so moving on from GCW Bloodsport, uh, we're going to move on to GCW Proper and GCW War Ready. Uh, this was on Saturday, October 23rd, uh, also in Los Angeles. And this uh, this was nine matches, so uh, long card, hmm, I should say a long card. A lot of matches. Uh, eclectic card. Uh, I, th- I think that plays into the strength of GCW. It is this uh, uh, three ring circus, so to speak. It, it is the epitome of something for everyone. You know, if you want your violence, you got your violence. You want your high flying, got your high flying. Um,. Uh, GCW really has kind of embodied what it is to be a independent pro wrestling company. uh, In twenty twenty one, you know, uh, every show they put on, there is more buzz. Everything they do, um, it's more eyes on them, and you know, seeing seeing what they're doing, uh, it's just it's so dang cool to see an independent company rise the way that they have. You know, they are getting huge stars on these shows. They are getting uh, fantastic buzz, you know, and you know, yes, they lean into the deathmatch stuff, but they also provide people with uh, an alternative, you know, so I mean, they have the blood, they. Blood sport. They have the bloody death match style going on. And that, that's, I love that. I know some people don't. I love that. I'm looking forward to the Nick Gage Invitational coming up, but that's going to be another show. But, you know, they also have, you know, the High Flyers. They also have Lucha. They have, you know, uh, just an eclectic roster that, you know, so many different people can connect with and that is pretty dang cool for this independent company that you know for the longest time everyone kind of counted out so good on gcw for you know doing what they're doing um and stay the course guys because it's working so Start off with our first match Uh, It was a originally going to be a seven-person scramble match Uh, Gringo Loco Lucas Riley ASF Matt Vandegrift Brandon Gatson Eli Everfly and JTG Uh, It became an eight-person match when Ally catch uh, Inserted herself into the match So yeah Um, this was this was crazy. Um, there's so much stuff going on. It's it's so hard to yeah, provide a, a an accurate uh, description of the match because um, there was just so much going on. There was bodies everywhere. There were insane dives. There was uh, Alley Cash pulled a knife at some point. So you know this was uh, a. <laughs> this was stupid uh but it was fun and you know that's exactly what an opening match should be it you know it sets the tone for the rest of the show so whatever (laughs) uh ali catch wins Uh, that's what matters um you know it kind of springboards her uh she's got a match coming up against uh Chelsea Green, so that's kind of helps kind of keep her fresh in the minds of the fans, for when that happens. Uh, match two, Alex Zane against Jonathan Grisham. Um, <laughs> oh, this this was this was so cool. This was, uh, you know, uh, two of my favorites going at it and and. <sighs> such a clash of styles but also not really and what i mean by that is when you see jonathan grisham you know you know what you're getting you know you're gonna get one of the best technical wrestlers on the planet okay um and then alex zane you know uh, known for high flying but he can chain wrestle with the best of them. So this was a uh, a great example of that, you know. Uh, one, I just love that Alex Zane is back in GCW. Uh, I love that Alex Zane's back. Period. You know, uh, he was one of my favorites on the independent scene before he got signed, and uh, when he did. I uh I kind of felt a little bad because I knew that once he got signed, I probably wasn't gonna pay attention as much as I was. So um, <laughs> I uh I like what he does. I myself have a massive affinity uh, for Taco Bell. So uh you know he's <laughs> someone I just kind of connect with. So you know good for him. Um, this this was cool i i expected jonathan grisham to get the win uh i was pleasantly surprised uh when alexane ended up winning uh with a or countering countering a pinning predicament um from grisham into one of his own uh so you know we'll see what happens um these two were both in Ring of Honor. So we'll see if that kind of moves forward into something down the road, which uh, if that's the case, man, sign me up because I think that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, Match three was AJ Gray against Dark Sheik. Hood Slam's own Dark Sheik, so good for her. Uh, She's a, a mainstay. Um, in my original neck of the woods, she's a mainstay in, in the Bay Area scene. So, you know, seeing her in LA, you know, not a, not a huge stretch. So, you know, anytime she's doing something uh, I don't know, where more people can get eyes on her, then fantastic. Um, she's just a lot of fun to watch and brings a, uh, a different energy. You know, um, and then AJ Gray. Oh, I uh, AJ Gray is one of my favorites right now. I, I am so looking forward to seeing him at West Coast Pro um, coming up soon. I've never seen him live before, but man, like he his his entrance just gets you amped. He, uh, you know, is that. Combination of speed and just raw power, um, you know. So these definite. So if you're not familiar with H. A. J. Gray, uh, get familiar with H. A. J. Gray because he is going to be uh, another name to watch. Uh, scary, scary lariat, um, and in the end, that's uh, what did in Dark Sheik. Uh, this was a lot of fun. This kind of goes back to what I was saying about how GCW is that eclectic mix of characters, you know, and it, it highlights how different independent wrestling can be. It highlights the inclusivity of uh, independent wrestling that um, I think is so great comparing to. How it used to be right you know uh, GCW really is for everyone and that that's such a cool idea it's such a simple idea but having that vibe of everyone's welcome no matter what their background um, is so great to see because you know? pro wrestling can be a messed up place but <laughs> having somewhere that uh, was a you know everyone's welcomed and, and that, that's that's nice to see so well done on that one uh, match four okay well we're in LA so we're going to start breaking out some lucha stuff and we have uh, Ninja Mac against Arez and uh, you know Ninja Mac is is a human gift machine. Okay, he, he is absolutely crazy with some of the stuff he can do. With the some the, the dives and the flips and the just bizarre athleticism. I admit that um, when I first heard of Ninja Mac and saw you know random screenshots and random gifs, I didn't get it. I, I I thought it was super gimmicky, uh, but then I really watched them, and I really saw how good he really is. So uh, it's becoming one of my favorites in, in GCW. So um, this was this was crazy. Um, Ares, you know, uh, part of MLW now. Uh, King of Strange style. I uh, I dig this guy, man. Just that perfect mix of uh, the the lucha background with uh, with some theatricality. You know, the the King of Strange style. That's not just a name. That's definitely how he wrestles. There's an unorthodox aspect to it that that makes him unique, and so. Again, getting him in this environment, getting him in a spot that has more eyes on him, where he can show, you know, what that means to be the king of strange style. You know, this was uh, this was cool. I enjoyed this a lot. Um, what was cool about this one? You know, uh, Ares kind of going a little bit more heel than I've seen in uh, recent. Recent matches, uh, taking the mask of Ninja Mac, um, you know, commentary did a good job of reminding people how that is a huge no-no uh, in lucha, and uh, you know, you got Arez showing a little bit more aggression, um, and uh, you know, this made Mac show a little bit more fire. You know, Ninja Mac usually is all about, you know, having fun. Kind of being not silly, but kind of embracing the uh, surreal nature of JCW. So, having him get, you know, a little bit more serious, a little bit more real uh, made for a better match as a whole. It made you know JCW uh, has been experimenting more and more with adding storylines to matches and having complete story arcs and it adds an- another dimension to the GCW matches and so having this you know Ninja Mac versus a Rez having to show a little bit more anger because his mask was taken uh, added another level of complexity that I don't know would have been there if it was just, okay, we're going to have Ninja Mac do Ninja Mac things. Um, But it definitely added something to the match and uh, made it I mean, it was going to be a good match regardless. This is this is some of the these are two of the best at what they do. And it was going to be good no matter what you did, but giving this another facet just put it over the edge. It's a really good match. So check that one out. Match number 5 was Chris Dickinson and Starboy Charlie, team I2I against Juicy Fenall and Jacob Fatu. Uh This was another part of the story, well stories I should say, of the tag team of Dickinson and Starboy. Uh, Their new, uh, newly established as an official tag team, Uh, kind of the mentor-mentee relationship. You know, Chris Dickinson, like I said, when I was talking about Bloodsport, just brings an energy that you cannot help but uh but pay attention and you know starboy starboy just continues to get better and better every time i see him so having them paired up with chris dickinson uh makes a lot of sense uh it just if you're gonna have a mentor Dickinson's definitely someone you can learn a lot from. So, I love this team. <laughs> I, I want to see them do other stuff. Um, maybe they can pop up somewhere else, too. I don't know. But Team Eye to Eye is uh, definitely something uh, to check out. Uh, their opponents, uh, again, another continuation of the story of Juicy for now and Jacob Vatu uh, Juicy going heel and joining Jacob Vatu uh, shocked the heck out of me a couple weeks ago uh, you know Juicy is kind of the you know big lovable you know fun loving big guy that you know want to see have fun and to have him kind of turn his back on GCW and join up with this monster that's been kind of terrorizing GCW and, well, every promotion he's been in uh, and Jacob Fatu. Uh, it really, uh, you know, it's surprising. It was absolutely shocking when this happened. Um, <laughs> and I like this team. I really like these two working together. Um, there is an element of just brute force you know this neither of these guys are gonna chain wrestle. They're not gonna take it to the mat and you know have a, a wrestling clinic. this is just gonna be two big dudes just wrecking people and I think sometimes that's kind of a lost uh a lost aspect of pro wrestling You know, pro wrestling's kind of evo- evolved and changed to be uh, smaller faster uh, more athletic uh, not, not, not athletic, but more, uh more of the high flying, more more uh, more speed oriented, but man, uh, there's something to be said for just raw power. Uh, Starboy does end up getting the win, but uh, before he can really celebrate, uh, he gets absolutely destroyed by uh, by Juicy and Jacob. So you know you get the win but the story still progresses so we'll see what happens next time uh, but i uh i'm liking it so let's see where this goes on uh, match six was nick wayne against jordan oliver uh, this uh wasn't i wouldn't even call it a match i do not think the bell actually well the bell did start um but it was uh over before it really began, when Atticus Cougar, Atticus Kogar, I can talk, uh, decided to get involved in the match. Um, you know the story of Atticus and Jordan Oliver. Uh, again, you know, adding a storyline element uh, adds a, a different flavor to the match. You can you can have Oliver against Atticus again that's just a match and it would be fine it would just be a good match between two really good young wrestlers but when you add a little bit of story and you add a little bit of motivation it just makes that much better so uh, after the match uh, Kogar Officially declares himself as a competitor for the, the Nick Gage Invitational coming up. You know, he talks about how uh, he doesn't want to be lumped in with some of the younger wrestlers uh, because he's different. And uh, and he is. And the thing about Atticus is uh, he's one that, if, and it's a big ol' if, if for some reason they flip him and he goes face, I think he would be a tremendous baby face. You know. Um, maybe a tweener. You know, he, he does have that hardcore style, he does, you know, do the skewers and he does all that fun stuff too, but you know, if if he were to flip uh, and break away from four four oh, uh at some point, I'm not saying you know tomorrow, but at some point, uh, I think he's a star, and he could be someone you build around at some point. So, see what happens here. Um, we're gonna have Jordan Oliver against Atticus, Atticus Kogar again. Um, maybe up some stakes, I don't know, but um, it'll be fun. I'll uh, when these two when this storyline eventually concludes, either way, uh, it'll be, it'll be fun. You know, this is kind of the battle of the next generation, so we'll see what happens. Uh, Match number seven, uh, GCW Tag Team Championship match. It was the Briscoe Brothers. That's right, I said the Briscoe Brothers from Ring of Honor against the Second Gear crew, Matthew Justice and Mance Warner. Oh boy. Uh, you know you wanna talk about that forbidden door. You wanna talk about, you know, this new world where wrestlers can just pop up and appear in all these different promotions and pretty much, you know, nothing is off limits. Uh, the Briscoes. Okay, let's let's think about that. The Briscoe brothers have been in Ring of Honor. Pretty much forever, right? And through working relationships, right? They've they've done stuff with New Japan. They've done stuff with the NWA. They've, you know, they've been in other promotions, but this one felt different. Having them in GCW, uh, <laughs> this was how do we take two of the craziest wrestlers on the scene in Mark and Jay Briscoe and let's make them even crazier by putting them in an environment where they can pretty much do whatever they want. And if we're gonna do that, then the second gear crew is the perfect team to make them step up and be that level of crazy. Because Matthew Justice and Mance Warner, and I say this with absolute love for both of them, well, <laughs> they're psychotic, right? Um, Matthew Justice and definitely Mance Warner uh, there's something wrong with them right they are next level crazy and so it forces the Briscoes to step up it forces the Briscoes to be even more crazy to be even more violent and they did they stepped up they stepped up big and I was real curious to see Well, two things. I was curious to see how they would work in a GCW environment And I was curious to see how the crowd would take them because You know with the GCW crowd being So uh, Ravenous right and being so pro GCW How would an outsider team? uh, fare, and the crowds love them. You know, they... they uh, you know, I, I think what's cool about GCW is... The, the Well, the fan base. The fan base is so aware of other wrestling, right? They are massive diehards. But they're also smart. Okay? They... They understand wrestling from other promotions they are aware of wrestling in other promotions and having that built-in fan base having that ability to take an existing fan base in GCW and have that extend to an outside act like the Briscoe brothers uh, you know it adds something it, it makes it feel like a bigger deal because the fans are excited to see this match this is a match that i never saw coming and it was something that really set gcw on a different path i think that set them up to be a destination spot And um yeah, so the Briscoes end up winning. And we have new GCW champions. This was uh not what I expected. Um gosh, I said that a lot today. Uh but it was it was a good match. It was brutal, it was hard hitting, it was everything you would expect from a Briscoe Brothers match. And then You add that extra bit of psycho from the second gear crew and this led to uh a lot of craziness but it was it was entertaining as heck and uh let's see you know i don't know if they're going to take those gcw titles to ring of honor uh i think they should i think that would be a lot of fun to see uh other promotions uh, acknowledge GCW. I mean, I know we've seen some with John Moxley, but, you know, uh, having other promotions acknowledge GCW uh, just helps build a brand even more. So, see what happens there. Uh, match number eight. Oh boy. <laughs> match number eight. Uh, Psycho Clown against Effie. And I thought this was so much fun. Uh, You know, um, when this was announced, I had said on Twitter that um, well, this card, but this match, uh, looks like something I would make in Fire Pro Wrestling. And uh, what I mean by that is it's it's so random, but at the same time, it's perfect. Because Psycho Clown, well, I mean, Psycho Clown Psycho Clown, right? So Psycho Clown is just that bombastic, you know, circus energy, right? And Effie is, well, Effie is Effie, right? So... <sighs> this was this was just fun this this wasn't a technical masterpiece this wasn't a death match bloodbath right this was just fun it was two wrestlers just being entertaining keeping the crowd engaged and <sighs> You know, in in a way, it kind of I don't want to say acted as a, a sorbet, so to speak. But it was a it was a bit of a palate cleanser to set us up for the main event. So uh, in the end, Effie does get the win against Psycho Clown. Uh, Psycho Clown uh, does kind a bit of a promo. Uh, afterwards, saying how much he respected the fans and how much he enjoyed being in GCW. So, I hope they bring him back uh, for another show. You know, with stuff opening up, thankfully, um, I hope we get more of an influx of uh, international talent to GCW. Uh, I have still, I am still. Waiting on my Pagano-Nick Gage match that was supposed to be two years ago. Uh, I have not forgotten and I'm still waiting on that. So fingers crossed that happens at some point. So with that, uh, we have our main event again, a Fire Pro match. In fact, I think I actually played this on Fire Pro recently. It was the King versus the God. It was Minoru Suzuki against Nick effing Gage. Let me say that again one more time. It was Minoru Suzuki against Nick effing Gage. Think about that for a second. How did that happen? At what point did Brett Lauderdale sign that off? Because that is insane. You had two of the scariest individuals in pro wrestling against each other, right? And I was curious to see how Minoru would deal in this environment. You know, he was at Bloodsport and he's been in GCW matches before. But when you're in a match with Nick Gage, it, it's a different feel, right? Everything about Nick Gage is a different feel. From the second his music hits and the crowd starts moshing, it, the vibe changes. Okay, So this becomes a new environment. Whatever match you kind of planned out in your head changes. Because you don't know what you're going to get. You don't know if it's going to go into that deathmatch realm. You don't know if it's going to be a more traditional wrestling match. And the thing that people forget is Nick Gage can wrestle, right? He is known for deathmatch, right? He's known for brutal and bloody. But he can also wrestle. And if you're going to have a more of a wrestling match versus a death match, then going against the king of pro wrestling uh, just fits, right? And, you know, kind of like what I was saying with the tag team title match, uh, you have when you have crazy against crazy right you have to step up you have to level up that crazy and here we go you know this was definitely more of a Suzuki match than a Nick Gage match but that's fine for me I love that kind of stuff so Minoro <laughs> Minoru Suzuki uh, gets the win gets the big win over Nick Gage with a gotch style pile driver uh, through a door. So he gets the win but he had to go to a well an even darker place than Suzuki normally goes, right? So I think this ends up being a one-and-done you know and that's fine you know I don't need a uh, two out of three with these guys uh, this was a spectacle this was an attraction match right this was well, once in a once-in-a-lifetime you know again King versus God kind of a match and so I don't know where Suzuki's next stop is gonna be and I don't know what's next for Nick Gage uh, I do not know if he's gonna go back for that GCW title I don't know where we stand on some things and you know what, I actually kind of like that. I like being excited for the next show because I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know where some of these storylines are going to branch off or I don't know where they're going to you know, conclude and I think that's, well, I don't think, I know that's what's so cool about pro wrestling is when it still surprises you. And GCW still surprises me. So we'll see what happens. All right, guys, that's gonna do it for this episode of Power Bombs and Positivity. Uh, All around, this was a great weekend for GCW. It was a great weekend for pro wrestling. You know, there was a lot of stuff going on this week. Um, Who knows, maybe I'll circle back and and touch on some other stuff on another show. But, um, you know, I was very much looking forward to uh, this GCW weekend. Um, You know, kind of like I said in the beginning of the episode today, uh, you know, sometimes you need to take that break, right? And, uh, you know, being excited. For this GCW show uh, really helped well it helped me right because being excited for a pro wrestling show um, having that man I really want to watch this uh, and man I really want to talk about this uh, it helped me a lot so you know hopefully you know you guys feel the same way. Um, just remember, you know this was uh, you know there's a lot going on you know we're, we're almost two years into this pandemic and when you say two years out loud, it kind of you know, sounds weird to say, but here we are. And it's um, it's okay. it's okay to take a break, it's okay to catch your breath, and it's okay to uh, just kind of step back and kind of recollect your thoughts and, you know, come back to it. And that's what we did today. You know, we took a break, we collected our thoughts, and we're right back to it. So, if you've hung out this whole time, uh, we talked about JCW, then thank you. Um, there will not be a... Uh, well, I shouldn't say there won't be. Hopefully, there won't be as long of a break in between episodes. But, you know, uh, I thank you guys for being patient. I thank you guys for... Uh, you know, for listening, and, uh, really just thank you guys, period, um, doing this show, you know, we're only a few episodes in, but doing this show, period, um, is fun for me, but it's also, uh, kind of therapeutic, so, I appreciate that, and I appreciate you guys, so. Uh, just a reminder uh, you guys can always email the show at powerbombsandpositivity at gmail.com uh, you guys can find me on twitter at megamanmex uh, feel free to drop a DM feel free to just you know say something on twitter whatever um, but thanks guys um, and I mean that So we'll see you guys next time. Later.